The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Tell me. Break it down. Welcome to the revolution. You want to hear it? You wanted it. Give it to me. We delivered it. You guys sound tight. Booyah! Let's go! Let the revolution with Jim and Trav begin. Here we go. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Oh my god. Are you okay over there? I can't tell. We like big bucks and we cannot lie. And even cat fishermen can't deny. That's the original version. <laughs> His real name is Sir Buck Hunts-a-Lot. <laughs> Sir you did? Buck Hunts-a-Lot. Yeah, so we're talking uh, whitetails and whiskers on today's show. Yeah, yeah. And our first guest is uh, Haynes Sheldon, editor of North American Whitetail Magazine. He likes some big old bucks, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's also the co-host of North American Whitetail TV. Then we're going to be joined by Cat Daddy. Well, you love Cat Daddy because he's a Kansas cat man. Uh, he has like a 280 IQ. It's uh, quite phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, something like that. No, Dan, Cat Daddy's weight. <laughs> Cat Daddy's going to join us. Uh, then we're going to cap things off with David Morris. Yeah, he is the co-host of Tecamani Whitetail Nation on Outdoor Channel. Great show. And uh, he's the king of conservation is what he is. So let's get to, get this, Sheldon Haynes or Shh, Haynes Sheldon. You do that every time. <laughs> it is Haynes Shelton. That's right. Haynes Shelton. All right, let's get to Sheldon. It's underwear. <laughs> Whitetails and Whiskers are on the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. Let's begin. Now kicking off a two-parter with Haynes Shelton, editor-in-chief of North American Whitetail Magazine and co-host of North American Whitetail TV on Sportsman Channel, Wednesdays 8 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. All right, so Sheldon's on the line. Uh, now, now, Haynes, you're actually also the editor, editor-in-chief, I should say, of uh, Hog Hunter Magazine, right? Yes, yeah, that's absolutely correct. How you guys doing? Thank you so much for having me today. Good. You, actually, you get to talk about two hogs. Two hogs. <laughs> Speaking of hog, though, man, oh, my gosh, the spring issue of North American Whitetail, you guys have on the Dustin Huffbuck. Now, that dude was actually taken with a crossbow, wasn't it? Yep, that's that's absolutely correct. So, uh, Dustin Huff on November 4th, 2021, that was in Decatur County, uh, Indiana, shot a potential number two all time world record typical and a potential world record with crossbow. Just an incredible whitetail, really breathtaking deer. I mean, just the stuff of legend. Yeah. Now, isn't that only, I mean, if it actually is officially scored number two? It would only be second to the Milo Hansen buck, right? Yes, that's correct. That's correct. So at this point, you know, the Dustin Huff buck, it, when we published the spring issue, um, that was before the end of the 60-day mandatory drying period for the buck to have been scored. And so you'll see in the spring issue, we ran a preliminary score. Really, it's, it's considered a green score on that deer. And uh, and that was a 208 and 4.8. Just, and that was... Uh, enough to have been a potential number two. But since then, there has been uh, um, that entry score 
and it has gone up even more. And, you know, like you said, it's still a potential record until uh, Boone and Crockett would call that buck to an official panel scoring, and uh, that would probably be in 2025. So we'll have to wait and see, but for now, a very likely candidate and a potential number two typical ever under Milo Hansen. Yeah. Now, the thing is, I know we're going to be able to read that whole story in North American Whitetail Magazine, but can you give us a brief outline of about the buck and how he got it? Had he seen this buck before or not? I'd say it's such an awesome story. And for me, it's like the everyman hunting story. You know, first of all, Dustin, you know, he's a great guy and he's your, uh, He's kind of your your good all American hunter, and he didn't know of this buck. Um, he didn't have the deer on trail camera. It turns out some neighbors did. There was even a guy who had found sheds off the buck. But uh, Dustin, you know, the, the day that he killed the deer, and like I said, I'm not going to give the, the whole thing away, but, you know, the day that he killed that buck, he took out his old climber tree stand and decided to hunt a new spot on his property, kind of back on an oak flat. And uh, total surprise when this colossal, you know, giant, typical whitetail buck comes out and gives him a shot, you know, I think about 30 yards with a crossbow. So it was like the surprise of a lifetime for him. Uh, no understatement there. Well, what's amazing is that, you know, how many hunters are out every single year in phenomenal bucks. And you guys have been tracking um, uh there at North American Whitetail. But to see a buck of this magnitude, obviously they're still out there. They're the most swamp donkeys, man. They get in them dark places. They hide. They're super smart, but they are out there. But you hunt so much, you just don't think they exist. It's like a damn unicorn, you know? Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, your odds your odds of killing a Boone and Crockett buck are, they are sky high enough. But when you start to talk about deer of this caliber, I mean, when you're looking at you know, even a, even a top five or top 10 typical buck, you know, all, you know, when you get over 200 inches net typical, it's such elite, thin, rarefied air. And I, I crunched like some general numbers, um, some of which are speculative on, on like the odds of having killed the, the Dustin Huff buck if you, uh, or how many deer have been this big if you date back to, um, you know, like the James Jordan or the Milo Hansen. And it's, I mean, it's it's like a one in three hundred million chance or more. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather you have a own. better you have a better chance of being struck by lightning or winning the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> oh there you go. Well, you know the interesting part. We had Brad. Uh, it's Jernan, right? On the air. Yeah, Brad German. Absolutely. That's the current, current, uh, uh, typical crossbow record. Awesome buck out of Ohio. Yeah. Well, that's two. Uh, bucks that I've heard that have been taken, and I'm sure a lot, a lot more have been taken with a crossbow. But these are two giant bucks, one in Ohio, one in Indiana. Think they're related? Well, uh, these two deer, you know, they're far enough apart that I would say they're probably not related. But that general area, you know, it, you know, first of all, all across Ohio, Gordon Whittington, our editor emeritus, and I, we always try to predict, you know, where what areas could produce a buck of this caliber, potential world record typical or non-typical. And, you know, there's so many great areas throughout the Midwest and obviously Canada, and you know, Texas is incredible and Mexico as well. So we're blessed that we live in the, you know, really the prime era of trophy whitetail hunting, especially with intensive land management. You really never know where the next world record is going to come from. But am I surprised that the current typical 
crossbow record came from Ohio? Not at all. Am I surprised that the potential next one came from Indiana? Not at all. Both great states. Yeah. Now, you guys kicked off a campaign. I think it was like hashtag breaking news box. It's a digital campaign. And, you know, obviously you bring in light to fantastic whitetails that are dropped across the country. But more importantly, you're collecting data. Are you guys starting to see a bit of a trend where these big bucks are really coming from and maybe centrally located? And is that kind of helping with predictions of uh, where the next giant might be taken? Uh, You know, that's a very interesting question. We're so excited about our Breaking News Bucks campaign. It's one of the first uh, truly digital and social media campaigns that are not, you know, like live time as these bucks are being taken. We try to report on them within two or three days time or sometimes even the day of the kill. And, uh, you know, we had, we had over 2 million page views, you know, of traffic and it's amazing. It's almost everyone using that on their mobile phone platforms coming off of social media. So it's a new way to consume North American whitetail. And we're thrilled about that. As far as where these deer are being killed is, you know, I kind of revert back to my previous statement, man, it's it's everywhere. I mean, it it was an awesome year. Um, in so many parts of the country, there's so many big, top end bucks being taken you kind of have your usual trends um in the sense that you know that, that ohio seems to spit out a lot of really big deer in late october you know a little bit earlier than some of your further western states like kansas or oklahoma they they seem to tend to trend more towards the middle part of november and then as you get later into uh, december you know places like south texas fire off and you get great rut activity there and and even in the deep south, you know, you get down into Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, and you've got prime rut and big deer being killed in late December and January. So there's a lot of opportunity all across the year. You bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? Absolutely, I can. All right. Hey, we're talking with Haynes Sheldon. Of course, he's the editor-in-chief of North American Whitetail Magazine and co-host of North American Whitetail TV on Sportsman's Channel, Wednesdays at 8 o'clock. Yeah, plus he's the editor of Hog Hunting Magazine. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fish Network, and My Outdoor TV. Now, you can get uh, North American Whitetail TV on My Outdoor TV, correct? That's absolutely right. Yep, for sure. We've got uh, most of our past episodes and seasons are on there. Great opportunity for anybody who wants to catch up on what we've got. Yeah, now, for any of those knuckleheads out there that don't have a subscription to North American Whitetail Magazine, they're they're idiots is what Shoot they are. Them. They're no good. If we want to get a subscription, man, where do we have to go to do that? Oh, check out our website for sure. There's a tab right there where you can subscribe now. We've got some great promotions going on, NorthAmericanWhitetail.com. If you ever stumble onto a newsstand version or somebody who has a copy of our magazine, everyone has a subscription card in there. Just drop your address and we'll send you the bill and you can subscribe immediately. You bet. Hey, more Haynes Shelton right after this. The revolution with Jim and Trev. We're all over social media and easy to connect to. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at JimandTrev.com. Also, never trust a man with a face tattoo. Just saying. Stick around. The revolution will continue next. No steroids. I'm good. No hormones. This is going to be amazing. No grocery stores. You with me? No. <laughs> the freshest game on earth, cooked to perfection. Delicious. Imagine that you just season the fish in a way where it looks like it would taste really good. It's wild food heaven. The hunt stops with a masterpiece on your table. Oh, I'm so pumped about this. Taste of the wild. 
Mondays beginning at 7 on Outdoor Channel. Are you wondering what to do with your leftover game meat? Turn it into delicious snacks. At High Mountain Seasonings, we have 25 jerky making kits, 14 snack and stick kits, and 20 sausage making kits. That means we have something for everybody. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Welcome back to the revolution with Jim. Hold it. Sorry. Welcome back to the revolution with Jim and Trav and Whitetails and Whiskers. Now let's get back to Haynes Shelton, editor-in-chief of North American Whitetail Magazine and co-host of North American Whitetail TV on Sportsman Channel, Wednesdays 8 p.m. Eastern, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part two. Hey, we are back. We are talking whitetails and whiskers on this week's show. And before the break, we had Haynes Shelton. He's the editor-in-chief of North American Whitetail Magazine, also the co-host of North American Whitetail TV on Sportsman Channel. Hey, it comes on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Now, you know, we were talking about that awesome uh, digital campaign you guys had, uh, hashtag breaking news uh, box. You also have this year Just Dropped. Now, tell us about Just Dropped, what it is. Uh, how we can kind of get involved with that, buddy. Oh, sure. So Just Dropped, this is a campaign that we just launched a couple weeks ago. And, you know, it's exciting. We were trying to find an up-to-date and fast kind of breaking news way to post about all these great big sheds um, that so many folks are finding right now. You know, we're kind of getting out of that cabin fever time of year, and it's finally time to start looking for shed antlers. And so many people are, are extremely passionate about that, you know, kind of leading up into turkey season. And we started getting a lot of submissions from folks saying, you know, hey, check out this giant right or left side off this buck. I've hunted for four or five years. And um, so we just we pay homage to the whole shed hunting movement and all the guys that love to do that. With just quick little breaking news stories, um, you can check them out on our Instagram and our Facebook and all those link back to our website just to see some great shed antlers from all across the country. You bet. Now, question for you. We've had some great bucks, starting off with the Jordan buck up in Wisconsin. And, of course, we talk about uh, Brad's buck there in Ohio and, and Dustin in Indiana. Has anyone ever followed up on it and see if any of their kids, if you will, uh, showed up? I mean, you take one big buck out of an area. Uh, did he breed anything? Was there anything coming on from there? Have you ever done that? You know, I would say that that most of those bucks, absolutely, I would have to assume that they're breeding. I mean, especially these great, big, mature bucks. Most of these deer are going to be, you know, in, in the, the fully mature stage of their life, they're going to be four, at least four, if not five, six, or seven years old or older. So they have been through the peak breeding years of their life. You know, so definitely most of these deer, you have to assume that they have bred those, and you have to Kind of also hope that you have those in the area that carry similar genetics and that the two of them are going to produce those offspring. And, and you see, you know, areas that have predominance for lots of big typical bucks or, you know, wow, man, we've always had good non-typicals in this area or, there, hey, there's a preference here for drop time. So I think you definitely see many of those characteristics being passed down through the gene pool and whitetails. Now, that's it. 
I think there's never a guarantee that any offspring is going to be as big as a world record buck because so many things have to go right in that scenario. You have to dodge. You've got to dodge traffic. The deer getting hit by a car. You've got to dodge other hunters that may or may not have killed it at a younger age. It's really a needle in a haystack for that particular buck to have reached that caliber to start with. And uh, But that said, lightning could strike twice. It's, I'm not going to say it's impossible. Yeah, now you do something really interesting people need to watch. It's called Big Buck Profile. Um, and I think you posted on your website and also through social media. Now, have you found through all these amazing bucks that have been taken through history, um, are more of them taken out of just luck happenstance? Or is this like a target buck that they had been, you know, if you go through all like Milo Hansen and just down through, was it a buck they just stumbled upon one day or is a lot of them, were they on their hit list for months, for years? What is it? That is a, that's an awesome question. And I would say this is something that all right, my editor emeritus, Gordon Whittington, and I, we talk about this all the time. And and he jokes about it, and he says, well, all you need to do to kill the next world record, you know, grab grab a bucket to sit on and borrow somebody else's gun <laughs> and go to, you know, go somewhere you've never been and sit there long enough and you'll shoot, you know, a giant, you'll shoot a 200-inch whitetail. And, I, you know, that joke, that joke is hilarious, but it's relevant in some ways, especially, th- this is what I'll say, it, it, it's relevant with the the whitetails that were taken a long time ago, much more so than now. And I think that hunting tactics have changed and advanced so much. You know, you look at a lot of the bucks killed in the early 1900s, you know, 1940s, 50s, 60s, really on up in um, before the advent of things like trail cameras, um, where these bucks were unknown then they were always a surprise um, unless somebody had seen them from the truck or seen them while they were scouting or, or hunting previously. But nowadays, it's way more uncommon for somebody to, to kill kind of this mystery surprise buck like Dustin Huff did because the vast majority, like the, the vast majority of deer that we cover in North American whitetail, hunters have lots of trail camera photos years of history with the deer, intimate knowledge of their travel routes and bedding areas. I think the way we hunt has changed so much that it has impacted whether or not we are aware of this deer. Mm. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there with that big buck. We have been talking with old Haynes Sheldon. He's the editor-in-chief of North American Whitetail Magazine and the co-host of North American Whitetail TV on Sportsman Channel. Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. Yeah, and this has been presented by My Outdoor TV. You can stream uh, North America Whitetail TV on the My Outdoor TV app at MyOutdoorTV.com. And again, to get a subscription, uh, to follow your socials. Oh, you guys drop so much cool content all the time, Mr. Haynes. Where can we find you online? Absolutely. So NorthAmericanWhitetail.com. You can uh, link and subscribe to our magazine there. Please check us out on Instagram and Facebook. We're right there for you. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, forgot what I was going to say. Jimbo <laughs> lost his train of thought. That's the most interesting part. Uh, Cat Daddy is coming up he, next. Cat Daddy is on deck, right? Yeah, I don't think he's ever even seen a whitetail. <laughs> uh, anyways, Mr. Haynes, God bless you. We love you, buddy. Thank you guys so much. Great talking to you. The king of the beanhole, the sultan of shad, Cat Daddy from Cat Daddy's Catfishing Adventures will discuss spring catfishing techniques in less than three minutes. Don't go anywhere. If it's head-turning trick shots you're after... 
or an unexpected polar plunge, Viral Outdoors has you covered. That's what I'm talking about. We're throwing up our tents around the country and serving up the world's best hunting and fishing viral videos. Y'all ready to see some? Get ready for Viral Outdoors, Tuesdays at 11 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back. Now here's our very own captain of the SS Tuna Tub, Cat Daddy. I'll never go fishing again. This is in my friend. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we are back. We're talking whitetails and whiskers on this week's show. And uh, before the break, we had Haynes Shelton on. We did. Uh, talking about that big old buck that was shot in Indiana. But our next guest, man, he, he talks about whiskers. He's the captain of the SS Tuna Tub. You know this man as uh, Cat Daddy. I know him as Big Papa. Uh, Cat Daddy, how's it, how's it going, buddy? Hey, it's going good, guys. Going good, you know. Now's the time to go out there and get them blue cats. They're, they're back in the shallows. Back here waiting on that shed to come in and relax and grunt down. Ooh. Yeah, now the thing is, is the ice off the lake now? It's been warm the last few days. It doesn't take long. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty well clean. Pretty well clean. The river's still running a little float ice, but the lakes are pretty good to go fishing in right now, as we speak. Yeah, are the uh, are the ramps open? Yeah. Yeah, they done dragged everything back down the hill and put all the uh, step-ups on and all that. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a good job early this year. Now, would you say the blue cats are, are they one of the smarter species of catfish? Um, if that's possible. If that, I mean, they're all very intelligent, but are they one of the toughest to catch? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know about the smartest, but they're damn sure the meanest. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. When they bite you, it's like a bulldog. Woo! Man. So, you know, when they hit that line, they're hungry, man. They rip it twice as hard as a flathead or a big a big channel cat. No way, really. Yeah, they're pole, they ain't pole benders. They're pole breakers. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of pole breakers, um, I, I, I went to Denver the other day, and I went to a uh, Red Lobster, and I ordered catfish. Do not ever do that. They, Why? They were like wafer thin and uh, crisp as a board. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. There's nothing like unthawing your own catch and eating it. Yeah. You will find yes. Jimbo complains about every meal he eats, though. He can't be pleased, Cat But I Daddy. love fish. He loves fish. He just doesn't like it when people make it. That's so. it. Well, I, I tell you what, you can go out there today and get back in the flat part of the lake Especially where where a creek or a little small river runs in, them shad be up in there and they'll come out in that sun, boy, and them big blue cats will be laying up in that mud, soaked up. You'll pull up back in here and you'll see mud flash spots all over the top of the water. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's where them big blues just laying there just waiting to attack them schools of shad. Yeah. Now you're using uh, the dead shad that uh, comes floating up? Yeah, dead shad, that's floaters out there. Or fresh ones you have from last year, it really don't matter this early in the year. Fresh is better if you can get them fresh. But, man, if you ain't got it, you know, frozen shad works just fine. Because these fish are extremely hungry right now. They're on attack mode. Yeah, now when you say big blue, uh, you know, those big blues, how big do they get? Like, what is the biggest blue cat you've ever caught in Cat Daddy? Well, the biggest blue cat I ever caught was almost 90 pounds. Oh, oh, almost 90 cow. pounds? Yeah, Whoa. almost 90 pounds. Weighed 85 Whoa. eight. That's Holy bigger than your grandkids. Smokes. 
I'm going to tell you. Yeah, it, it, it was a monster, man. I'll tell you that. I bet that was one heck of a fight. Oh, one hell of a fight. Yeah. The heck with the heck. Yeah, no, no, what, <laughs> Give him the respect he deserves. What species is Studley? Studley is a big blue. He's a big. The world's largest blue cat hanging down at Tom and Don's bait shop. How big was he? He was 140, 148 pounds. 148 oh, yeah. pounds. Oh, my God. You have to have another boat. That's like a sturgeon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you put a saddle on him, ride him like a horse, man. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hey, and, and you know what? Uh, next month, and which is starting uh, this week. Uh, <laughs> it's next month now. <laughs> is it? Is it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Doesn't paddlefish season start? Oh, yeah. It's going to be good this year if, if we get a little more rain. We need more rain up in that area, up in Oklahoma. You go to uh, Miami, Oklahoma, correct? Yes, Miami, Oklahoma, the best place to go for spooning. As you say, the Marion capital of the world, right? That's right, the divorce capital, too. It's even cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Now, when do you start booking uh, spoonbill trips? Uh, Let me see, March. March 15th to May 15th. Oh, wow. Holy cow. Well, let's get back to the Blue Cats thing, because that's what's hot right now. Um, now, as soon as this warmer weather starts picking up, those blue cats are going to get more lethargic, so we really need to get out right now and hit them, correct? Yeah, yeah, they're frisky right now, man. You need to yeah. go out and hit them hard. And you catch all different sides, you know, good eater, two, three pounds, all the way up to 15, 20, Ooh. all the way up to 40 to 60. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, they're just laying out there, man, hundreds of them. Yeah, but uh, now you're talking about going out there on the, on the lakes that have thawed out, but, you know, we're on some stations in the north. You know, like uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin. They, it's still frozen up there, so it's going to be a while before they can do that, right? Oh, yeah. Those boys, they're just going to have to hang their head and wait. Yeah. See, Jimbo, Cat Daddy doesn't care about those people, okay? <laughs> if they want to go fishing, they just need to head south. They need to go see Cat Daddy. Cat Daddy will hook them up, take them out. He'll spank some blues, and oh. uh, they'll be happy. Well, you know that sign they, they had when you cross in the Kansas State line, you know? Land of the Beautiful Women. I think they changed that to Land of the Beautiful Catfish. <laughs> That's what it should be. Doesn't cost you as much as a divorce. <laughs> All right, Mr. Cat Daddy, if we want to book a trip with you, I don't know. You see how much tackle Cat Daddy has? <laughs> Holy crap. Um, Cat Daddy, if we want to book a trip with you, man, uh, get on the blues, maybe uh, book ahead for a spoonbill uh, trip, work we find you online? www.catdaddyguideservices.com. Yeah, and if you'd like to write old Cat Daddy and tell him how much you love him and his segment, uh, write him at catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. And this has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine. Your and fish. Catfish cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Hey, coming up next, David Morris. He actually uh, has a spoonbill uh, hat he wears. <laughs> David Morris when he's chasing big bucks. Uh, he is coming up next. He is with Tecamate Whitetail Nation. Mr. Cat Daddy, you are the king of all cat fishermen. We love you. Thanks for coming on. Hey, it's just like old Jimmy Durante used to say, if you boys remember, if you're old enough, he'd go, ha ta 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 Remember it well. Jimbo Jimbo says it every day. Yes, I do. We're diving further into Habitat for Hunters next as David Morris, co-host of Tecamati Whitetail Nation, Sundays 2 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel, takes over the revolution. All your hard work, the dedication, the getting through the elements, that thrill, it's really undescribable. For Melissa Bachman, adventure is always in season. And the world is her hunting grounds. I absolutely love hunting in new places. 
When you can get in the right spot at the right time, you literally just don't know what's going to step up next. Anytime, anywhere, any season. Winchester, Deadly Passion. Sundays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Chardonnay Finishing Sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Whitetails and Whiskers. Now kicking off another two-parter with David Morris, co-host of Tecamati Whitetail Nation on Outdoor Channel. Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking whitetails and whiskers on this week's show. Before the break, it was old Cat Daddy. Yep. Talking about now it's the time to get out there and catch those big blue cats for our next guest, Ben. He's got a lot of white tails. Yeah, I was actually during the break. I was on uh, 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 the Highveld Ranch on Tecamate <laughs> Signature Properties. Oh, I wonder if we put all of our money together. We couldn't we get out of e- town. We can't even look at it on the line. No, we're being joined by the king of conservation, as I said before. There's only two people in this world you bow down to. That's David Morris and Jesus, old Jesus. Okay? That's it. Oh, yeah, right. Maybe not in that order. <laughs> Mr. David, how's it going, buddy? It's going well. Going well. Got a lot going on here at Tecamate. Yeah, you know, this is a crazy time of year. Speaking of uh, Tecamate, you are a partner and co-founder of Tecamate. Monte uh, Wildlife Systems. What those big bucks you harvest, Mr. David, and your friends and your daughter and everyone else, you harvest them because you manage animals properly. And one thing I have learned from you when it comes to management, you have to look at it as like a 360 degree perspective. And we're coming up. We're coming up to March, and and this is something I learned from you. March is truly one of the toughest time transition for, for the whitetails. It, you you would think it January, really is. yeah, it's tough. Well, March is is one of the, the yes, it's one of the most high stress nutritionally speaking, one of the most high stress periods of the year. This is the tail end of the winter. The deer worn down, but it's too early for the spring green up, so they can get some fresh nutrition. So it is a difficult time for them. That's one of the reasons that we went to a year-round food plot program, so that there was something there all the time. Now, when we went to a year-round food plot program, I saw very quickly that one of the things that we wanted and needed needed was a perennial option so that that food is available as soon as that green-up starts. And whereas if you plant annuals, you have to wait till the ground temperature warms up to a certain degree to plant those warm-season plots. In doing so, you, you're, you're missing the early antler growth, which is the most important time for nutrition. So we started experimenting with some, some perennials. We really like monster mix, which is white clover and chicory. And, but there's any number of other options out there. Fantastic. If you, if you can plant it and grow it, we do that now in our South Texas ranches as we plant alfalfa. But it's all about protein. It's all about nutrition. If you want to grow big deer, you've got to get them some good nutrition, which translates to warm season protein. And we learned that. And not only did we learn, Jim and Travis, that we can grow big deer under an intensive food plot program or an intensive nutritional program, 
you care more deer than the native habitat can ever support, mm. which allows you to get more recreational return off of the same acreage than you can get without measurement. Mm. So one of the things that this measurement strategy did is it increased the value of small tracts from a recreational return standpoint. And it set about, really, it began in large, some part, the management success that we helped I hate to say, but we have Pioneer really set about the increase in land values from a recreational standpoint that you see today. Y'all, you're in Kansas there. Yeah. Well, Kansas land now is not valued based on how much crops it can grow, how many cows it can support. It is based on, on deer. Mm-hmm. It's the value. It's a rec, it, that market is driven by recreational value. The, the pricing of land, I mean, land in Kansas before non-residents could hunt in Kansas, you could buy all the land you wanted outside of the best ag lands for two or $300 an acre. Well, today it's $2,000 plus an acre. Yeah. Why? Oh, yeah. Because of whitetail deer. Because of the recreational returns that people can, can get from investing in a piece of Kansas land, not just Kansas, anywhere, because through through management, that land becomes more valuable. And we've seen it throughout the South, throughout anywhere where there are Midwest, you see the land values are based on recreational value. Well, that's because you can get a lot of return, a lot of enjoyment out of a relatively small piece of land nowadays through management. You can always improve your lot some through management. You can't do on 500 acres or 200 acres, what you can do on 2,000 acres. It can't. You don't control the deer enough. Mm-hmm. But you can sure make things a whole lot better for yourself, even on small tracks through management. Yeah. Now, the Highveld Ranch is like 4,365 acres. I, I right. think it would be so neat to follow you guys around and like to have a whole series that just focuses, David, on you. And I mean, you're, you're building roads, ponds, new water points. Right. Uh, you're also That's working right. on the lodge. I mean, when you transform a piece of property, you just don't touch one thing. You completely nope. redo we, we everything. Do. It's amazing. For it to qualify as a signature property, it has to be turnkey. And that includes the lodge or housing, as well as the support buildings necessary to uh, support that property and and the management of that property. So the facilities have to be appropriate to the property uh, and the goals of the property. So when we develop a property, we develop it with an intensive tech money management program in place, and we build a lot. I mean, a 4,365-acre ranch in the hill country uh, Jim and Travis, I mean, that's, that's a big ranch, and it's, it's expensive. It's a valuable, valuable asset. Well, you have to have a lodge that is appropriate to that level of asset, that, mm-hmm. that, that type of property. So we built uh, uh, a 6,900-square-foot lodge to house 20 people. Wow. And, uh, and, and, and we're, we're almost through. We'll finish it by the end of April. We'll be through the lodge. And uh, we have finished most of our field work. We brought in heavy equipment and, uh, um, I mean, a lot of heavy equipment. I think one time we had seven bulldozers and excavators going. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 
I was glad when we got that done because there was a lot of money going out the door. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, we put in about uh, uh, right at fifty miles of road. Wow, uh, roads on that place. And and <laughs> interestingly enough, when we bought it, the lower, the southern two uh, half of it, over two thousand acres, was complete wilderness. It had not been nothing had been done to it. There wasn't even any roads in it. Mm-hmm. And so we had to come in and put roads in. We brought in a big mulching machine cedar eater to eat the cedars and clear some of the cedars out to release the oak trees and the shin oaks so that they could prosper and produce mass and increase the, the habitat and, and to get sunlight to the forest floor. So there was a whole lot of things to do. We had to put water all over the ranch. That was another big project. We, we now have six water wells. And um, and then we have piping running off of each water well to service about 20 permanent water points now. Mm. All that had to be addressed, but that's just part of developing a piece of property. And I have to tell you guys, it is a labor of love. It's a lot of work, but Mark and I, uh, I just got back yesterday from spending a few days down there with Mark. He handles, he kind of heads up the field work along with a guy that we hired named Chris Mills, who's the foreman. And, and they do most of the field work outside of the heavy equipment contractors we bring in. And we're constantly meeting about every once a month now and laying out a program or plan on what's next. What is the weak link now that we need to attack? It's just mm-hmm. constant. And right now, this place has exotics on it as well as whitetails. Oh, wow. And right now, we're trying to develop a, a supplemental feed strategy that will allow us to focus the nutrition on the whitetails as opposed to axis deer and black bucks and the various other exotics we got, which means we got to figure out a, a corral or a pen situation that only the whitetails can get into. That's a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Whitetails are master crawlers. They can go into a fence like they made it like they're liquid. Mm-hmm. And the other animals can't do, they're not at the as fluid and as athletic as a whitetail. So our strategy is, is to build a fence that, that the deer are going under, not over, and bringing it as low as we can so the whitetails can get in, but the axis deer can't, the fallow deer can't, the all-dad sheep can't get in there. Mm. And we, we build some test pens, keep lowering it, and we put cameras, we comments cameras on it, to observe what is happening when these animals come up to it. Who's getting in? Who's not getting in? What do we need to do next? And, and we're about to get this thing worked out where despite all the exotics, we can target our nutrition, which is primarily cottonseed. We're feeding the whole cottonseed on this place mm. to whitetails only or only to maybe one or two of the other exotic species. But we got 10 different exotics. And we've eliminated more than half of them already on our experiments. Hey, David. And so, uh-huh. Yeah, we've got to take a break. Can you uh, stick around? Yep, I'm here. All right. Hey, we're talking with David Morris. He's the co-host of Techamani White Hill Nation on our channel Sundays at 2 o'clock Eastern Time. Yeah, all new season currently airing. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Now, to learn more about this awesome Tecamonte signature property, the Highveld Ranch, every other property and service you offer, Mr. David, where can we find you online? Well, Tecamonte properties are, are a great places also. Uh the Bucks of Tecumani Facebook and Tecumani TV Facebook. 
We're you about bet. to have a Hive Out website that you can go to and see Hive Out specifically. We're developing that website right now. You bet. Hey, more David Morris right after this. We'll continue with the big buck boss, David Morris, co-host of Tecamati Whitetail Nation, Sundays 2 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel, when we return. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. The Revolution with Jim and Travis on the air. Talking whitetails and whiskers on today's broadcast. Now, let's rejoin the boys and David Morris, co-host of Tecamati Whitetail Nation on Outdoor Channel, Sundays 2 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. This is part two. Hey, we are back. We've got a great interview going on with David Morris right now. He is the co-host of Tecumani Whitetail Nation on Outdoor Channel, Sundays at 2 o'clock Eastern Time. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing, um, obviously, you have been around for a long time, Mr. David. You have pioneered so many things. It's fabulous what you have done. But something I'm really proud of and you have talked about a lot on our show is multi-use properties and making this property where it's specific to hunting, specific to recreation. More importantly, if mama is involved, if the kids can get involved, it is a bigger asset and more. it's going to encourage more people to get outdoors. And that is something you always preach, making it a multi-use property and functional for everyone to recreate. That's so smart. That's such an important point because the goal of these properties is not just to kill a big deer. The goal is to get enjoyment out of the property. And if you can, if you can plan ahead with, with the goal of getting as much enjoyment as you can on a year round basis, not just during hunting season, then families can invest more of their recreational dollar in land if the whole family's benefiting from it and if they're enjoying it on a year round basis. So we're real big on that. And, and Highvale would be a great example of that. Uh, one of the things that we wanted to do was create a road network that would take you through all parts of the property. And this is a big place that mama and the kids would enjoy riding around and looking at game and enjoying the place without getting their teeth rattling in that rocky country. <laughs> yeah. So we had to come in and put caliche on the road. It's basically paved the road with, with native material to make them smooth so that you'd enjoy the drive, not go out there and get your teeth rattled. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, plus develop water, like we developed on Mavala, that's in South Texas and, and basically the desert. And there wasn't any water on the place when we got it, but we had a, an irrigation well, so we built a lake. And I can't tell you the hours that we spend down there fishing on that lake. Mm-hmm. And it, it's basically catch and release, but it is fantastic fishing in, in a place that otherwise during the off-season, you wouldn't have a lot to do. Now, the other thing that we do is we we develop strategies, management strategies for other species. For instance, Highvelt has a great turkey population, but we Mark loves turkey hunting. He absolutely loves it. So based on his love in part, but also based on the take-a-money strategy to get all there is out of the land, we've been managing this place for turkeys as well. And it's incredible how many we have. It's just phenomenal. In fact, Mark's doing a, 
I've never heard of this, but this is Mark. He loves a turkey. We're doing a gobbler can on there right now where we go out in the morning, all three or four of us do in different directions. These gobblers are bunched up right now. And we're doing a count of two and a half or two-year-old gobblers and older. We're not counting the jays. And the numbers are just astounding, really, how many we've got. Mm. And so we constantly are trying to exploit all the resources on a piece of property, um, whether it's quail, whether it's doves, whether it's turkey, it's deer. In the, in the case of Ivelt, the exotics, which we're also having to manage, we're knocking some populations down a little bit. It's too many of them. And the others we're um, uh, leaving pretty much status quo for the moment. But it's been a labor of love for Mark and I, but when it's over with, the goal is to get all the recreational value you can out of that. So not just the person that likes to pull the trigger on a big deer, but also the people that like to come out just to enjoy nature, no matter what time of year it is. And we're certainly doing that on high value. Yeah. Do, but, have you found, Mr. David, that over the years in all of the massive projects and small projects you have taken on in terms of conservation, you know, now you're talking about, you know, um, habitat conservation for turkeys, for deer, for exotics, you know, putting in ponds for bass and catfish. Do you find that more of this lifestyle is about leaving this world a better place than what you found it. Like your true passion is really just giving back to the earth and building conservation and, and value and creating those moments for people. Is that more important than anything for you? You know, it's funny that you ask that because Mark and I, when we're doing these projects, a lot of times the topic will come up about spending the money to get the most return on the investment financially at some point down the road. But that's not what drives us. We invariably do what's right for the land and the place. Mm -hmm. And and our, our deciding factor is, is it the right thing to do for the resource, for the property, and for the wildlife? And and so the answer would have to be yes, because a lot of times what we do and we spend money on, we're not going to get the returns for that. But it needed to be done. Mm. It needed to be done. And and it needed to be done for the health or the welfare of the wildlife or because the property had that potential and we just couldn't leave that potential untapped. Yeah, we've got it. We've got to leave it right there with this love fest for whitetails and habitat. But nevertheless, we've been talking with David Morris, co-host of Takamani Whitetail Nation on Outdoor Channel, Sundays at 2 o'clock Eastern Time. Yeah. Now, Mr. David, to learn more about you, everything you guys have, especially these awesome properties with Tecamonte signature properties like the Highveld Ranch, where can we find you online, buddy? TecamonteProperties.com and, and the Bucks of Tecamonte Facebook and Instagram. Uh, great places to keep up with us. All right. And this has been brought to you by uh, Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check one out today, buy a, a uh, R-Max, and uh, go by the Highveld Ranch and drive around. That's what I say you do. All right. We got to get to a break. <laughs> Mr. David, God bless you. We love you, buddy. Take off, guys. Enjoy it always. You guys are a hoot to be with. Stay right there. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these messages. 
It's time to reimagine the off-road experience because Yamaha has reimagined the side-by-side. Available in either two- or four-seat models, the Wolverine R-Max 1000 lineup sets a new benchmark in the off-road world. Featuring a 999cc parallel twin engine, aggressive tires, and an automotive-style cabin. And select models include high-performance Fox IQS in-cab adjustable suspension, all-new D-Mode to optimize power delivery, an integrated Yamaha Adventure Pro navigation system, and much more. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to learn more about the Wolverine R-Max 1000. It's time to get out there and realize your adventure with Yamaha. Professional driver on closed course. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word L. Great show, everyone. We just gotta get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. Talking about white tails and whiskers. Yeah, I had on uh, Haynes Shelton, Cat Daddy, and David Morris. Three great people. Oh, you forgot Sheldon. So that's yeah. four. <laughs> uh, Jimbo, last word, big guy. Hey, I got to tell you, we're getting closer and closer to doggone turkey season. Get out there and scout and look for sheds. Uh, but hammer home firearm safety. That is imperative, boys and girls. And make sure you get outdoors this weekend and recreate. Uh, that's what you need to do. All right, so we will return. Do you rec- Creation or recreation? No, you need to preserve. Oh, preserve. All right, so we will return next week, boys and girls. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure you visit jimandtrav.com. We got to go. God bless you, boys and girls. We'll return next week. Peace out. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.